Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Michael Morgan's in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg for a Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson is back. He's at the First Bank Studio in Laurel. We're set for another hour of Southern Miss Sports Talk, and we are glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Golden Eagle Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. Dickey's is a specialist in catering that can cater any event, large or small. Dickey's, for example, is catering our Lamar County Political Forum Thursday night being presented by Super Talk here in Hattiesburg. That's a catering job for roughly 50 to 60 people. Uh, they can do that size, larger or smaller. You can just sit back, relax, and let Dickies do the cooking. We guarantee you the food will always be delicious, and you will always be happy with the service you receive from Dickies Barbecue Pit. All right, Conference USA announced its 2019 preseason football all-conference awards. Uh, I guess it came out today. Uh, Media Day is Wednesday. We'll be talking about that later in the show. We're about to break on a very familiar voice uh, with Southern Miss Baseball, who now has his own Division I baseball program, and we're anxious to talk to uh, Mike Federico of Louisiana Monroe. But first, say uh, hello to Luke. Uh, been gone for some time. Kelly will be back on the show tomorrow, but Luke's back today, and uh, glad to have you back on the show, Luke. Glad to be back, Bob. Felt like I visited every state where Conference USA has a school over the last four, or three or four weeks. But good to be back with you guys and uh, excited about today. All right. Two years ago, Mike Federico was hired as the 12th coach in the history of Louisiana Monroe baseball. And that was after nine very successful years at Southern Miss uh, where he uh, coached pitchers, uh, really helped run the baseball team, recruited heavily. Put the 14 pitchers into the Major League Baseball Draft, 2015 Conference USA Assistant Coach of the Year. And now, uh, in his second year, definitely turning around the Louisiana-Monroe program. 27 wins this year, uh, the most wins since 2012 for that program. And we are happy to have Coach Mike Federico back on the Eagle Hour. And, Coach, good to hear from you again. Thanks, Bob. Excited to be here, and uh, it's always good to hear your familiar voice as well. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. Uh, we miss you over here, but, uh, boy, you're, uh, you're off to a great start. Uh, 27 wins this year, the most since 2012 uh, at Louisiana Monroe. Kind of to, to start out with, Coach, just to update our listeners around the state, uh, how things are going for you in Monroe and uh, where you uh, where you stand uh, in regard to satisfaction with the resurrection of that program? Well, I'm super excited to to you know get an opportunity to run a Division One program, and you know Monroe is very similar in, in it to Hattiesburg just because it's a great community to live in. It's kind of the uh, you know about the same size of students and um, just a great community with, with so much involvement with you know, local businesses and things like that. So it's, it's kind of similar to a Hattiesburg in a lot of ways. 
Um, so, you know, again, a great place to raise a family. My, my family is very important to me. And, and, you know, the time that I had in Hattiesburg was, was amazing, not only as a, as a coach, but as a player. I, you know, I met my wife there. I've got some of my best friends that I've met um, when I played for Coach Denson and Coach Palmer years ago. And, um, you know, it's always been fun. But I'm really excited about the opportunity to lead this program. It's a great league. You know, Sunbelt Conference and Conference USA are kind of similar in a, in a lot of regards because of um, the stature and the budgets and, and those kind of things. So it's, it's very similar, and I'm hoping to be able to, to make, a, make this place into, uh, you know, a Southern Miss-type program. It's just, um, it, it's, you know, going to take a little bit of time. I took over a program that was not in good shape. Um, when, I, when I took the job, they won 12 games that year, and, um, you know, it's kind of a little bit crazy, but at the same time, um, I knew it was a you know a step that I needed to take for my future and you know for my family as well and and thankful to my time in Hattiesburg because I wouldn't have had a chance you know if we don't win 50 games in 2017 you know I, I may not be in this situation right now. Coach, uh, you're right. Well, when you took over the program, uh, the Warhawks had won 12 games. You almost doubled that win total your first year. You more than doubled it uh, your second year. What has been the early keys to the success uh, so far you've enjoyed? Well, I think, you know, we did a really good job of, uh, on the recruiting side. You know, my first year, it, I, I tell people this all the time, it was almost like walking into, you know, a, a marriage where, you know, she already has children. And, you know, you walk in and you, you got to love, you love, you love her. So you got to love the children. And, and, you know, there was a lot of kids on this, in this team or in this program that year that were seniors. I think there was 12 seniors my first year. And I think they just needed to be loved on a little bit. They needed to be coached up and they needed to, to know that they had some value. And, um, you know, we, we brought in a, a we, I think we signed 19 kids over the summer from July until when we started school. And, and it was just, hey, you're getting what you're getting. You know, some guys had some baggage and some guys um, really weren't Division One players. And, and we just we just kind of found our little niche. We, we started to create a little bit of accountability towards, towards each other and towards this program. And um, and then this past year, we knew we were going to have to bring in a ton of people, and we, we knew we were going to go the JUCO route. We brought in 27 new players from 13 different states, um, two Canadians, and um, I, I think what we've we've done is we've, we've got a really good coaching staff. I, I think that's one thing I learned from all the places that I've been. You you got to show it's got to start from the foundation. I think that foundation has to be love, and um, I think we've done a really good job of that. Our guys have bought into what we're doing and. They know that we, we care about them, and um, and they fought for us. And, and I think that's ultimately what we knew we had to do. Coach, like like everybody in the game, I think uh, it's fair to say that the vast majority of coaches want to do exactly what you did, which is eventually get your own uh, D1 program and, and build it the way that you want to build it. What has been the biggest – surprise pleasant surprise and what has been the biggest challenge for you in the first two years well i, t- I tell people this all the time there's there's basically three things that that i think about on a day-to-day basis in no particular order and some days i don't think about some of them some days i do um but recruiting has to be the lifeline of your your program it, it never stops um, you know baseball is one of those crazy sports where you, there's a there's a baseball game or, or a showcase or something going on pretty much every day of the year except for Christmas and Easter. So there's always something going on with baseball. So recruiting, it, it, it's, it's always, always going on. 
Um, I think for programs like this and, you know, the Southern Misses of the world, those mid-major places, it, it has to be, um, you know, finances. You, you have to raise money. You have to find niches to be able to get things to try to keep up, so to speak, with the big boys. And, and, and that, you know, it, it never stops from that standpoint because you always want something else, um, whether it's, you know, I got to raise the money to, to make sure our, our players are eating well uh, or recruiting or, or, you know, whatever it is. So that never stops. And then the third thing is your, your team, you know, your, your players that you have right now. And, and um, you have to be there for them on a day-to-day basis. And, and, I, and I, those are the three things that I concentrate on on a day-to-day basis. Like I said, there's days where um, I don't think about my team because I'm out there talking and, and uh, you know, trying to raise money or, or we're trying to recruit. And, and then there's days where, you know, I'm at practice, and I'm not worried about, uh, you know, finances or anything else. I'm, I'm with my team, and I have to think about those, those, those 35 players. So it's, it's a constant. It's something that, um, again, I think at mid-major programs like this, it, it, it's, it's always going to be there because, again, you have to raise money, um, and you have to, you know, you have to have your team that you, you're trying to continue to get better and, and, and build upon. And then, uh, you know, again, the recruiting, it never stops. Talking uh, to head coach Mike Federico, University of Louisiana at Monroe, of course, uh, instrumental part for many, many years uh, in the Southern Miss baseball tradition and program. Luke, jump in here. Coach Fed, um, thanks so much for being on today. Is there any difference being in Louisiana with LSU? I mean, or is baseball recruiting really, really baseball? I know you guys at Southern Miss, we recruit against State and Ole Miss every year. Is LSU a different monster in itself on the recruiting trail? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's it's very similar. I think the the unique thing here in Louisiana, there's 11 Division One programs. Um, you know, there's a lot of Southland Conference schools, and of course Tulane in the American and, and La Tech, which is 30 minutes down the road from us in Conference USA. So, and there's only about five and a half million people. Where in Mississippi, you got about three and a half million. But, yeah, you've got two SEC schools. So, um, you know, LSU is going to do what they do. Um, but, you know, when you got Lafayette and, and Tulane and, 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 you know, of course, Louisiana Tech that are all pretty good, you know, programs and pretty good places that uh, have, have had sustained success along with, the you know, the Northwestern States who went to a regional last year and McNeese that went to a regional. So I think it's a little bit more unique. It's spread out a little bit more than what Mississippi was. Coach, we're going to ask you to hold over, if you don't mind. It's a very short break. Got a lot of more things we want to talk to you about. Is that good? Absolutely. All right. Head Coach Mike Federico, Louisiana Monroe, Warhawks on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Michael Mergens, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place to go for your favorite Southern Miss apparel, household items, car accessories, whatever you need. Uh, they've got it, and it changes season to season at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. If you're listening around the state, of course, you can uh, go to CampusBookmart.net. And uh, they will deliver your Southern Miss apparel right to your front door. We're talking to a head baseball coach, Mike Federico, of course, is the head coach at Louisiana Monroe and a longtime uh, assistant coach here at Southern Miss. All right, Coach, there there was a time that I think it's fair to say Southern Miss fans could not have envisioned a coaching staff without you and Coach Kaye on the staff. And now you have your own program Coach Kaye has uh, moved on to Texas A&M. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to Coach Kaye since uh, since his decision? I have. I, I knew about it the whole time, and um, you know, Chad and I were were teammates together for Coach Denson back in the you know the late nineties, and uh, you know we lived together and uh, when we were in school, and then of course we worked together for three years at Meridian Community College. So. Um, in fact, his son Kobe is my godchild. So I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're very close, and uh, it, you know, it's hard for me to leave because of our friendship with 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 one another. You know, our wives and our children and all that stuff, and and let alone you know you know working for Coach Barry and our alma mater. But uh, I, I'm I'm really excited for him and his, his opportunities. I, I think you know as we keep getting older, you know, our windows keep getting smaller and smaller for us to to benefit ourselves, you know, and for our future and for our families and things. And I think it's a great opportunity for him. He's going to work for a tremendous man, Rob Childress. Of course, you know, the SEC is the SEC. It doesn't matter uh, what anybody says. Those three letters speak volumes. Of course, you know all about it, being with two other SEC schools in that state and being so close to Alabama and LSU and Auburn that are right around you. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's a great opportunity for him. I'm really excited for him and his family. Meanwhile, uh, you coach in a a conference that I I really think is the most underrated baseball conference in the country. You've got a defending national champion uh, of recent years, I should add, uh, in your conference and a lot of really quality programs. Uh, Put in perspective just how difficult the conference is the Warhawks play in, Coach. The Sun Belt, it's a unique place. You know, I I tell you, I I have always, you know, seen it from afar because we always played all the different schools that were in the league. Um, but but with the American and Conference USA and the Sun Belt kind of changing in the last couple of years and people bouncing from one place to the other, uh, it is a tremendous league. It really is, you know. And you've got uh, Louisiana Lafayette, who's who's been to Omaha before in, in our league, and you've got Coastal Carolina, who's been to Omaha. So you've got you've got two programs that have been to Omaha, a lot very similar to Southern Miss and Rice. Um, when you talk about that, and let alone the Troys and the South Alabamas and the Texas States that have had a lot of lot of storied you know you know years in their program, a lot of big leaguers that have, have come out of there. Um, so it, it is it's a it's a great league. There's some great coaches in our league. Uh, of course, we just had a, a terrible you know with Coach Robichaux at Louisiana Lafayette passing away. Um, we took a big hit with our league, but uh, you know I know that they'll re- rebound and everything. But it is—it's an awesome league, and it's fun to play in. It's competitive, and it's one of those things where I think again, when it goes back to recruiting, you can say, "Hey, we've got these programs in our league, and wouldn't you want to play in a league like this?" Right, Luke. 
Coach, uh, you look at uh, how you finished, man. You guys had a great uh, run in the tournament. You beat South Alabama. You beat Texas State. You beat UT Arlington. What was that uh, tournament experience like for your guys? How, how did they feel ending the season with those impressive wins? Well, Luke, you know, uh, being you know in, in the state of Mississippi like you guys are, that you either have to do it two different ways. You've got to either win the tournament to – to you know, get into a regional, or you you got to put a season together where your RPI is going to be really good. We knew with 27 new players that you know we were probably not going to be in an RPI situation. We improved dramatically, but we still weren't into where we were going to get an at-large bid. So we knew we were going to have to play our best baseball. We had so many junior college guys. We talked about it all year that hey, our best baseball needs to be played in May. Um, and I think we were kind of like one of those wild card teams that you see in, in professional baseball that goes on and gets the, the World Series like the, you know, the, the Royals a few years ago and some of those. Our backs were against the wall the entire time, and it was a lot of fun. And, and we knew – I think the pressure was on the other teams. I think the pressure was on South Alabama just to – you know, how did we finish – you know, where did they finish? I think they finished seventh. You know, how did they finish seventh when just a few weeks before they were in second? Um, and then we play Texas State, and, and it's, oh, Lord, you know, here we go. We're playing Monroe. Uh, we swept them earlier in the year. It's hard to beat somebody four times. And, you know, they were being talked about with an at-large bid. I think there was a little bit of pressure on them. And uh, and then we just kind of had, you know, UT Arlington, and we, we just we played really well. Um, and, you know, the matchup wasn't there because we had so many left-handed hitters. And then we just ran into a buzzsaw. We, we had the lead 9-5 to five against Coastal, and felt like we were in good situa- you know, good position, and then we get a lightning delay. And uh, kind of like at, at Florida State a few years ago when we had the lightning delay with, with South Alabama when I was at Southern Miss. So um, it was just one of those things, but it was a lot of fun, and it was something that I knew we could do. And we, we had good players. You know, we had three guys that were drafted on our team this year and, and one, one young man that was, was signed a free agent contract. So we had some good players we just didn't know how to win. We didn't know how to be put in those situations, and it was definitely a step forward for our program. It seems like uh, you know these guys under you; they, they really are buying in. And uh, when you look at you know how many how many games uh, you've won and stuff, but coach, when you think about it, you know uh, we we look at just the collective coaching talent that was at Southern Miss, uh, even back to Coach Denson, of course, but especially over the last twenty years with Coach Burrows there, Coach Kay, Coach Fed, you, uh, every, everybody. It's pretty amazing what Southern Miss has put out coaching wise over the last twenty years. A hundred percent. I mean, I think Coach, you know, Coach Denson kind of started that. You know, Coach Lamb, who's, uh, you know, he works for the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. Uh, he's he's a, a area scout and a cross checker for the Dodgers. That was coached me. You know, Damon Ionelli, who's a professional scout with the Rockies. That's a cross checker. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, Scott Dwyer works in the in the Detroit Tigers organization. So there's been a lot of people that have, have come through there, and there's been some great volunteers. Richie Harrelson at Northeast Mississippi Community College. Um, uh, you know, Clint is a scout now with the St. Louis Cardinals. So there's been a lot of really good, talented people, and of course, BA there at the end um, that were, were volunteers that were trying to get into the into the college ranks that just. They couldn't survive because there was no money. And uh, unfortunately, there's not that third paid assistant, but uh, there's no doubt. And I think what you see, in my opinion, when you look around the country at the the really good mid-major type programs, is there's 
there's this there's continuity within the staff. Um, you know, Coach Palmer had Coach Burroughs and Coach Barry for a long time, and then Coach Barry had you know chatted myself for a long time, and now you know he's kind of be kind of going through a little bit of a uh, you know transition. And of course, you know Krill's going to be great, and, and he's a former player, and Coach Oz has been there for a couple of years. But there, there's there's something to be said about the really good programs out there. When you look at it, why are they having success? And a lot of times it's because the assistant coaches are, are remaining loyal to that place and, and are, um, you know, putting them on the map. Because let's face it, you know, and I'll say it here, I'm, gonna, I'm a head coach now. My assistant coaches do a tremendous job. It, it's their responsibility to bring me the players, and then I've got to win them over. When, when, I, when I sit down one-on-one with them or I sit down with them and their family, then i got to close the deal. But they're the ones that are getting those, those kids on campus and um, – you know, again, right. Coach Barry has been been fortunate, and um, you know, losing losing Chad is going to be it's going to be interesting because it's not just the you got to win in Mississippi, but you know, Chad and myself, and even even Oz and his you know two years being there, you got to you got to have some different pockets that you're getting players from, and and that's what's that's what's difficult because you can't just survive on just the the Hattiesburg kid or just the Mississippi kid. You've got to branch out, and there's really good baseball around there, and there's a lot of good programs that are putting money into their facilities and into their, their programs, just like we are at, at uh, you know, here in Monroe. We're, we're, we're doing things different, and I, I think we're going to be somebody to be reckoned with, and we're going to be hopefully going head-to-head against Coach Barry and, and Creel and Oz against you know, some of those players. And I think we've got a, a great campus to sell. We've got a great league, uh, and you can get a great degree here as well. Hey, Coach, if I were to say, if I were to ask you this question, how would you finish it? The, the status of college baseball today is blank. I think it's crazy. I think there's so many things that, um, you know, whether it's the third assistant, whether it's the 11.7 scholarships, whether it's, um, you know, the different leagues and how, how different all the leagues are, the expectations. I don't think people realize the expectations of um, – you know, what it takes to be a, a, a successful program, to win 30 games a year, to, you know, get to a regional. Uh, it, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to, to get an at-large bid. With, I mean, when you're taking 10 teams from one league, like the SEC is pretty much, right. that doesn't leave a whole lot of, you know, leeway for a Sunbelt Conference or a, an American or a, a Conference USA, which are really good leagues. Um, it, it's, I think it's crazy. I really do. Well, Coach, I want to thank you very much. Time went by way too fast. Maybe we can get Absolutely. you on again soon. Uh, great success out there. We're all very happy for you. Hope it continues, and we thank you for your time. Absolutely. appreciate you guys having me and any time, and, uh, and go Warhawks. There we go. Coach Mike Federico, everybody, head baseball coach, Louisiana Monroe University. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. I want to thank Coach Mike Federico for joining us in the first two segments. Good to hear from Coach Fed again. Having great success, having won 27 games out at Louisiana Monroe. 
uh, this year. That is the most since 2012 and more than twice as many games as uh, they won uh, just a couple of years back, 2017, when Coach Fed took over. So a great job underway by uh, Mike Federico, and we certainly appreciate his time on today's show. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, our good buddies down there that serve great plate lunches five days a week. And now, a new announcement, 65-cent wing and drink specials Tuesday nights from 6 till 10 p.m. until the start of football season. 65-cent wing and drink specials on Tuesday nights from 6 to 10, plus other great specials that you'll find on the 4th Street Bar and Grill Facebook page. But now that he's back, Michael, something tells me Luke is a man that could sit down and take advantage of a 65-cent wing special. Even if it wasn't especially, probably probably could handle it after his travels. How many wings could you knock down for 65 cents a piece, Luke? Um... Uh, a couple weeks ago, at least 10, 15, maybe 20. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd be proud of me, guys. I'm actually in week three of a diet right now. But I know. I, I, in order to do that, I, I can't. I'm now, I'm not walking around the studio like Kelly right now, okay? I'm not doing that. But <laughs> I, I can't have a cheat night. So, yeah, we, we may schedule that, and, and I could knock that. Well, 20 is only like, well, that's like 12 bucks. I mean, that's, that's right. nothing. No, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we can do that. And I, and I gather the drinks included. So, I mean, uh, you know, get you a cold uh, cold root beer and a couple dozen chicken wings, and you can forget about that diet, Luke. Yeah, let's make it happen. Well, I'm telling you, I'm doing good. You'd be proud of me. Everybody out there, uh, I'm, I'm working on my McKinley West track form, but I, I am I am mm-hmm. trying to hold to it pretty good. But, but yeah, we can have a cheat night. No, no problem. Uh, a little ways to go before you can challenge uh, McKinley, but uh, but we are, yeah, we're happy for you. All right, Luke, uh, Conference USA announces its 2019 preseason football all-conference awards. Uh, no surprise, Mason Fine, the quarterback from North Texas, uh, the preseason player, offensive player of the year. Sage Lewis, a linebacker out of Florida International, got a lot of NFL years probably in front of him. The defensive player of the year, special teams player of the year, is Jonathan uh, Cruz, a, a kicker out of Charlotte. Uh, a few Golden Eagles on the team, only one offensively, Quez Watkins, uh, the junior wide receiver. Not 100% sure if Quez is going to be playing, but that nevertheless makes the uh, preseason uh, all-conference all team on offense. But a few on defense. Demario Smith, a senior defensive lineman. Jacquez Turner, a junior defensive lineman. Rakeem Booth, a uh, junior linebacker. And uh, Kyle Hemby, Jr., a defensive back uh, out of Southern Miss, a junior. So four members of the uh, defensive side, one member on the offense Five being the most from any one team in Conference USA this year. Yeah, and when you look at the defense, no one's even close. I don't even think uh, a team has three, much less four. We're the only team that has four defenders. You look at Hemby, and and for some reason in my mind, I thought he was a senior. Man, he's a junior. You know, he mm-hmm. led the conference last year. Was tied at the top with six picks. Rakeem Booth, this is going to be his year. I expect him to have like an old Michael Boley, Rod Davis uh, t- type of year. I mean, he he is. Uh, I think he's going to be the top three linebacker um, in the conference. And Turner's just going to get after it. He and Smith will get after it up front, uh, getting after the quarterback. So uh, you look at the offense, um, yeah, I think we're going to be better on offense. Uh, but n- nobody on offense really had a breakout year last year except Quez. That's why uh, we're, we're a little slack over there. But I'm telling you what, th- this could be really exciting this year on defense. This could remind you of some old nasty bunches. 
It will be the league's 24th football season. Uh, it'll all start on August the 29th. It'll be the 15th annual Conference USA Championship game this year, uh, East against West, of course, uh, and that'll be on December the 7th. And uh, while you were gone, we, we started looking into football just a little bit. Uh, we were a little surprised that uh, some publications picking Western Kentucky uh, – I'm sorry, picking Marshall to win the entire deal, to uh, to very likely uh, win the entire conference. Your thoughts about the Marshall Thundering Herd winning Conference USA? Well, I mean, if it's not North Texas, then, then there's a – you know, you just wonder, you kind of scratch your head at there. As long as Mason Fine's calling snaps, it's going to be hard for anybody to do that. Uh, it could just be because of, you know, Marshall's schedule. Uh, so many times in, in Conference USA, it's because not of who you play, it's, it's who you don't play. So when you look at, when you look at Marshall's schedule, they play Louisiana Tech and they play FAU. Uh, they don't play North Texas. They don't play UAB. So that may be some, you know, consideration of that. But they're going to have to play probably North Texas in the championship. I just, it's hard for me to root against North Texas when Fines over there calling the snaps. Right, and that, and that's who Athlon. I was referencing Athlon. They they predicted a game, a championship game between Marshall, North Texas, with Marshall winning the whole thing. Uh, picked Florida International to finish second in the East and Southern Miss to finish second in the West. It's just going to be one of those years for the Golden Eagles. Uh, the first four games are really going to tell you what, what you're made of. Um, if you if you you got to beat Troy, I think it comes down to Troy. Uh, you want to give Mississippi State a good game. I, just being honest, it, it's not going to be a contest in Tuscaloosa with any team. It rarely is. If you can beat Troy, then you get two and two. That'll give you some momentum um, going, you know, down the rest of the way. It could be. Uh, I, I could see where uh, even the last game of the season, you know, against FAU. You could almost have two championship caliber matches in a row if the Eagles were to, uh, you know, be able to win the West. But uh, man, it's just it, it's tough down the stretch. I, I saw the other day though somebody somebody's picking nine wins, man. So <laughs> it's just it, if the if the offense can be more productive, the the chips are there for the defense to be able to to win games for you. I I, I just really think. Uh, you're looking at last year they were their top three total defense. Uh, your defense is going to put you in positions to where you don't even have to have your best day on offense. But the key to offense is going to be downfield play calling. None of this junk one or two yards from the line. And Mosley, can he be a back that, that really breaks out this year? And how will they utilize some of those other guys? Now, while you were gone as well, uh, we lose Chad Kaye and B.A. Volmuth. We also lost the uh, kid that we, uh, I think, a lot of us had anticipated would come back and contend to be the uh, to be the uh, catcher next year. But you say uh, some news today, uh, pretty positive news about a really highly recruited catcher coming to the Golden Eagles. Yeah, um, Hunter, uh, not Hunter Stanley, Andrew Stanley. Hunter Stanley is on our roster. He's a pitcher. Andrew Stanley is a kid. He was a freshman this last year at the University of Arkansas. He was redshirted, but in 2018, he was a perfect game preseason All-American. Hit 346 as a senior in high school. Was the 11th ranked player uh, in the state of Arkansas. He signed with Arkansas. He's originally out of Searcy, Arkansas. He's transferring. So he's uh, going to become a Golden Eagle, 5'9", 180, uh, or throws right, of course, as a catcher, but hits right, too. So um, he's transferring in. Pretty sure he'll have to sit out. Uh, but you're looking at... 
potentially having uh, three years uh, out of Hunter Stanley behind the plate. So that fares really well, and that addresses you know a need uh, with Bowen departing and really uh, until uh, we sign the Davis kid out of South Carolina, only one catcher on the roster. Yeah, very good news there. Also, while you're gone, Michael uh, predicts the uh, Atlanta Falcons to win uh, your division. Uh, in the uh, NFL uh, against the Saints and uh, predict, pre- predicted the Saints at Fake. six and eight. Fake. Fake. Let me let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all this is so great. So this, I don't know if you saw it this weekend. There was a press conference about Hurricane Barry, right? And so it, it shifted a little bit. And so there, I think it was somebody in the city of New Orleans, may have been right outside, but he said, "Do not, uh, do not, you know, relax." And this is what he did. And only in Nola's style, a, a, a somebody in charge of either the weather or city government called out the Atlanta Falcons giving up the Super Bowl lead. They said, now, we in this situation, we don't want to relax because a certain team out there did that in the Super Bowl and ended up losing it. Only in New Orleans, during a catastrophe of weather proportions like that, right. can we hate on the Atlanta Falcons. I right. loved every minute of it. It's right around the corner, guys. It's, yeah. it's not very far off. And you got to be really excited, Burgess. I mean, I think the Bears are maybe a Super Bowl team. On paper right now. Yeah. It looks that way. But yeah. after 30-something years, we'll, we'll wait until January 2020, and I'll, yeah. I'll talk more about it. Uh, I'll tell you something else while you were gone that uh, Michael and I both experienced. Michael was actually a guest on the Eagle Hour a couple of weeks ago. We, we broadcasted the show from downtown Columbia, and we, of course, spent a lot of time talking about uh, Walter Payton and how odd it is to, to stand in downtown Columbia, a little town in south Mississippi, very small. Probably most people in Illinois don't even know where it no. is even remotely located. Most of them you have to explain where Mississippi is. So. Yeah, correct. And to think that the greatest football player that ever lived came from that little town. Yeah, it's crazy. And one thing I didn't mention when I moved down here, I accepted a job, radio job, over the phone, never been to Mississippi, and just thought, hey, wouldn't this be fun, do something crazy? So looking at a map prior to agreeing to taking the job, I saw Columbia was right outside Hattiesburg, and the mindset was, well, if this area can produce someone like Walter Payton, it can't be that bad. <laughs> so exactly right. I packed my bags, and that was 13 years ago. The great, the great sweetness. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you what plans uh, we have for the show in the next few days. Some other stuff occurring here in South Mississippi we'll want everyone to know about, and we'll continue our talking about Southern Miss sports on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate you spending the first day of uh, your work week with us from 1 to 2. Bob, Luke, and Michael from the first 
Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center. The largest inventory and best prices in South Mississippi on manufactured housing. Check them out online. Check them out and go see them in person on Highway 49 in Gulfport. Gulfport Home Center, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Also, big thanks uh, for uh, head coach Mike Federico of the ULM Warhawk baseball team uh, for joining us a a little earlier. I I missed the fun last week when you guys uh, we're, we're talking about that battle for Atlantis, but I just, you know, Bob, uh, you, you don't get to play Gonzaga very much, and no. and uh, when you, when you look at this, I was saying like, you know, who would I who would I want to or who would I not want to play? Uh, and there's really a, you know, Seton Hall, I, I would want to play them. Maybe Oregon. Shoot, I'd have played Alabama, but Southern Miss gets thrown right in there with the Zags. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations, Jay Ladner. Uh, maybe we'll make it to the finals and play North Carolina. That would be uh, that would be a, a dream come true. But, Bob, a big news eagle hour on, on, on the road again. Right. Back at Remy Motors uh, this Friday down in Purvis. Supposed to be their last Friday. I can't even remember why we didn't go. We had a lot going last week. Yeah, that I was gone. You were uh, gone. David was gone. Yeah, everybody, Anyone who could do gone. technical stuff was gone. All right, so we're going to be back this Friday from 1 to 2. Look forward to making that up with those guys. Then the next week, we'll be at Sully's. Uh, also have some uh, bookings uh, upcoming we'll announce pretty soon at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We always uh, really look forward to going down there. And uh, so we look forward to being back on the road uh, with the show again starting this Friday. Also, for our listeners here in South Mississippi, I want to remind you about Thursday night, the Super Talk Mississippi is conducting a, a really big, cool political forum at the Lake Serene Clubhouse uh, in West Hattiesburg. Uh, we've got two of the three gubernatorial candidates here, candidates for lieutenant governor, attorney general, uh, public service commission, highway commissioner. And a big host of uh, Lamar County candidates, chancery clerk, supervisor on down the line. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Going to be great time. Get a chance to meet and greet uh, all of these uh, guys, uh, ladies and men running for office. And uh, then each candidate will be given a short speech time, and that will be broadcasted on our stations in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And also on our social media, Facebook, which – Astonishing how many people tuned into that last mm, week, Mike. It was impressive. I was impressed. And I was a part of it here at the station. Yeah. And it was, yeah, this is a huge opportunity for those candidates who right. may be blowing it off. Man, I you can, are I, missing it. I can honestly say literally thousands of people mm-hmm. tuned into the Facebook broadcast. And that who right? knows on air who was right. listening. But right. it was the response really surprised me, too. So. Right. So I appreciate everybody that uh, that worked so hard to put that together. And then we, we've got another one uh, upcoming this Thursday night. So, Luke, where have you been? People have asked us, where have you been? Uh, we told them you were fired. but Yeah, yeah. Which they believed almost exclusively till yeah. we told them, no, we were just kidding. And the general comment was, well, I could have understood. That's yeah. pretty much what we got. But, but you weren't. <laughs> so where have you been? Well, summer is always a big time for me, and I'll just say it. You know, thank you, Bob. Uh, you knew going in when when you asked me to come on that that I I, I travel a lot during the summers, and so uh, yeah. A, a few weeks ago, I was over in uh, Shaco Springs uh, Retreat Center. I was doing a camp for Temple Baptist Church in Hattiesburg. Then I went uh, outside Lexington, Kentucky, uh, for another camp. Uh, two weeks ago, I was up. Uh, in Ocoee, Tennessee, right outside of uh, Chattanooga. We were, were doing a camp up there for, for about nine churches and got to uh, go down the Ocoee River, the Whitewater. And then last week I was down around Lake Charles, 
uh, doing uh, another camp down there. And I am happy to say I am in Jones County this entire week, and it is glorious. So uh, it was. It, I told you I felt like everywhere I went, there was some type of connection of some Conference USA team within about 50 to 100 miles. So, uh, yeah, it was. it's great, and that's usually how my summers roll. Somebody told me they saw a picture of you marrying someone on the beach on a social media platform. Yeah, and it was a thinner version of me because that was about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, that was that was one of those share a memory on Facebook. Yeah, I I, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to go back to that version of Luke Johnson. Right. And what prompted the uh, what prompted this? Is this something you uh, you trying to be more and more like Kelly as you get older? Is that what it is? Uh, no. <laughs> And, and that just that is a general comment, okay? I would say that to him if he were sitting here. No, it was a couple. It was uh, several, uh, two or three weeks ago. I was I was riding in a truck uh, up in Kentucky, and I just called my wife and I said, "Listen, I am tired of feeling this way." And uh, we both have have done some stuff together. My wife's in great shape, but she's been encouraging me. I got a, a big app on my phone. Uh, I've been counting my calories, and you uh, start an exercise regimen. And uh, man. You know, I, I punted it at 250, and so, uh, you know, it would be nice to, to be somewhere under that or maybe a little less than that. But that's my aim, and I know it's going to take a while, but, man, I'm in it to win it. Well, now, Lauren doesn't need to join you in a, in a diet and all that. Am I correct? No, she doesn't at all. She's yeah. in outstanding shape. But, right. But uh, she's she's one of those that says, yeah, I'll go to the gym with you. I don't need it, but we'll go. I'll go to the gym we'll with go. you. All right, well, keep it up. And uh, and you and Kelly, Michael and I will watch this transformation before our very eyes. I feel like I need to start gaining weight, though. <laughs> we have a weight ratio for most of this show. Yeah. It's offset. All right, glad you're back, Luke. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Till then, everybody, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.